Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. nice show hope you're having a great monday we're trying to make it a little better for you tonight starting tonight you can see us as we do the show on our youtube channel the stephen but tonight we welcome albert lee he's running to be the first african-american uh, elected to congress in the state of oregon he is a veteran he's an immigrant and he has a great story to tell you can listen to his politics and why he thinks it's time for change after an incumbent who's been in office for over 26 years then at Hot Topics, we're breaking down everything everyone's talking about. I definitely wanted your input. Tweet with us live at Stephen Knight Show, SHO. And then, uh, mind you, we're all over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and of course, um, our website is StephenKnightShow.com. You can check us out on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. But we're very excited that you can now see us. So definitely check us out on YouTube at the Stephen Knight Show. When we come back, Question of the day and hot topics. Right back after this. Begging, begging me, please 
get the fuck on my face. Not trying to go back and forth with you. Please take the door with you. I'm trying to get in my pace. Uh, well, hold up. Wait a minute. I ain't shit. Well, you ain't it. Pack your bags. I got it here. You've been evicted. Get out of here. You press my buttons now. I'm talking shit. I'll shut my phone up and hit the club with my friends. I say what I say, but you know I don't mean it And you say some things that I know you don't mean I say what I say, but you know I don't mean it And you say some things that I know you don't mean
Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. This is our very first uh, video show. Um, we still have our podcast, so if you're used to listening to us via Apple Music or iHeartRadio, you can definitely still do that. Uh, but this is something new that we wanted to introduce because everyone wants to see us, so now you can. You can go on our YouTube page, youtube.com backslash the Stephen Knight Show. But uh, here we are. All right, so um, first of all, Ms. Parker, how was your weekend? How how's everything going? Week eight happy, of this happy of this Monday, quarantine. right? Eight, week, yeah. week eight of quarantine. Um, my weekend was great. You know, it was a great uh, weather-wise weekend. Um, Friday through Sunday, we had weather yeah. in the eighties, so I was out running and hiking and doing all those outdoorsy things that I like to do. Um, Sunday, I didn't really do much. Um, hung out at the house for a while, and then got some food and then you stopped by social the, distance with you right social distance <laughs> with me with the the headset that we needed yeah. to, to to do the show so yeah. um but it was a great weekend i you know uh, was kind of teasing that we were standing by the window looking outside on sunday like <laughs> kids want to go outside to play but <laughs> right didn't really do much so i know the stores were some of the stores are reopened um home goods and things like that and, and there were a lot of cars out there mm-hmm. um and i think things were slowly getting back or people are slowly getting back outside but i'm going to wait a while i'm with you i'm with you <laughs> chica evans how was your week i know you're a central employee so how was everything going with you uh everything is busy as usual you know with every day something new happening yeah um and they're slowly but surely starting to get back to um elective surgeries so yeah, this week will be the the week that we attempt to reconvene to business as usual uh on a smaller scale of course right, right um luckily in our facility we have multiple buildings and they're going to take the surgery center and basically do uh essential services over there and um keep the the covid inside the main hospital which they pretty much have contained anyway yeah so yeah that's awesome that's awesome Mr. Nair, how was your how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. I'm I'm just really excited about our new setup. I Me really, too. I, I'm, you know, it's it's good to have the talks that we that we have, but to see everyone with it, this is just this feels good to me. Right, we can see <laughs> like, who's rolling their eyes. Who's right, the <laughs> right, right, right. I can see. Who's I can see who, really hate, who really hate my comments now. Right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. For those of you uh, tuning in, um, we. We've had this show for, this is our 10th season, been doing it for nine years, and uh, it's been podcast-based, internet radio-based, and so now we're bringing you visuals, and so we're excited about that. This is our first show, May 4th. Uh, Tonight, we welcome um, Albert Lee. He's running for Congress to be the first African-American to, if he wins, to be um, elected to Congress in Oregon, and uh, he's a Democrat, and he has some very interesting uh, points of view that we'll listen to in our later segment. So stick definitely uh, keep a lock for that. But it's time to go into our question of the day. Well, first, before we do that, it's um, Teachers Appreciation Week. So shout out to all the teachers out there that are, Amen. especially the ones that are doing this virtual teaching now with, with the coronavirus and everything. Thank you for keeping our kids educated and uh, especially the good teachers. And the, parent, and the parent, Yeah, the good teachers the are definitely heroes. 
Yeah, now the parents that are teaching. Oh, yeah, the parents that are teaching. Exactly. <laughs> You're part of this, too. Congratulations <laughs> to you, and uh, thank you as well. Most definitely. My mother was educated for 38 years. Um, started off as a teacher, then went to be a vice prin principal, and then the principal, which she didn't want to do. But I will say, in the one year that she was a principal, her school had the highest test scores in the state of Virginia. Wow. So shout out to all That's the educators. Out there. Yeah. All right, so our question of the day. Check this out. So a college professor was conducting a Zoom class. You know, a lot of them now are doing Zoom classes. And he shared his screen with his students. Several students noticed that in the, another tab, he had been watching porn. And the screenshot went viral, and the university essentially fired him, even after he apologized. So the question is, do you think he should have been fired? Ms. Parker. I think for me, it's not the matter of whether he should have been, if whether or not he violated any of their employment agreement. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of jobs and, and companies, employers have an agreement, especially when they're giving you equipment, such as laptops, that you can use it uh, for inappropriate personal use. So I think just that in itself uh, warrants some kind of disciplinary action. Um, and, 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 you know, the category in which he was watching, which was college girls, yeah. um, that probably warranted some type of, of creep level from, from the, you know, from upper, from the, you know, the Head of administration. Yeah, yeah, administration. So I, I, I don't know if he should have been fired for simply watching porn, but I think there are circumstances within the situation that warranted some disciplinary action and, and, and possibly firing. Yeah. What about you, Chica? Uh, most of those institutions have morality clauses. So I'm sure he probably violated some type of morality clause. So I'm going to say, yeah, according to the paperwork, he needs to go. <laughs> but on a human level, I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. On a, on a just a basic level of just watching porn, I don't think that's a big deal. But I right. think, you know, with it being his job and probably uh, – we have mm -hmm. some agreements with the university, with equipment, and also, like uh, Chike say, uh, on a moral level, in the mm -hmm. category in which he was participating, it's, it's probably all warranted to, to that decision. What do you think, Nair? Yeah, I, uh, I agree with Michelle. Probably something that needed to be examined and looked at for sure uh, that may have led to a firing. Um, but... Also, his service record. You know, I don't know what kind of a teacher this was. If this was the first thing that they've had to confront him about, uh, or is this, you know, a number of things that he's kind of right. let slip or been irresponsible towards? So, uh, probably a look into it. But this may have been that point for him where it was time for him to just go. Might have been a last straw type of thing. You know? Yeah. I think I, if if it was a last straw, then definitely fire. But if it was the first offense, I think it would have been a write up or suspension yeah. or something in his record. Um, but I think it, it depends. As I was watching the uh, show earlier today, and they were saying there's a lot of variables that go into this. Like, mm -hmm. you know, how old was he? You know, looking at young college students, um, what was he teaching? Did he right. make anyone feel uncomfortable in the classroom? You know, were there mm -hmm. other histories of of him being reported for whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah, so I think that yeah. all ties into it. But based on what you know, I don't think he should have got fired. I think definitely something should have happened, but definitely not him losing his job. Because we're all going through this together, the coronavirus and having to learn new ways of doing things, these Zoom classes and all that. But my thing is, someone said it in, uh, on the question of the day, who watches porn on the same uh, device to do their work? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people, believe it or not. I guess so. You know, that, that was kind of shocking too. Like, I mean, 
they can scrub <laughs> the computers, you know. They can yeah. really figure out what you've been doing on the computer. I wouldn't dare. No, I wouldn't right. dare. Remember, uh, Ms. Park, we had a coworker. Yes, that's what I'm like. A lot of people do it. <laughs> he didn't realize it, but he was, he was, he was uh, typing in something. All you saw was something. You could tell it was porn. He was, no way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. No, All right, so. Too close. <laughs> our coronavirus update. So at this point, worldwide, we have 3.55 million cases, a, a million, a 13 million recovered, and 248,000 deaths worldwide. Uh, in the U.S., we've had um, 1.19 million cases, 153,000 recovered, and 60,000 plus deaths here in the United States. Now, 30 states have opened um, with restrictions starting last Friday and even more so today. They say by um, mid this week, about 42 states will be open with, with stipulations. Now, crowd, crowds gathered here in Atlanta to buy new Air Jordans even as the lockdown was lifted. I mean, of course, it was all us. <laughs> um, scientists um, are focusing on 14 possible vaccines. Now, your boy in the office says that the vaccine, we should have a vaccine for sure by January, but scientists are saying it'll probably be much later into 2021. 20, and Trump is also or, or urging states to reopen, but according to the New York Times, that could lead to eat up to 3,000 deaths a day by June. Now, when this all started, we were, we were averaging about 2,000 deaths a day. Um, people are out there boycotting and, and killing security guards just for asking them to wear masks. Mm. You can't enter a store, um, and if you do, they're saying, hey, put on a mask. And there have been several people who have been killed, you know, uh, security officers, as well as uh, there was at a park ranger was pushed in the water for telling people to social distance. Ms. Parker, at this point of everything that you know this week, what are your thoughts on where we are with coronavirus and how comfortable are you with going back to the business as usual? I think it's really important that we don't highlight the negativity just in our community. I understand that, you know, we, we make fun of it and, um, you know, and the circumstances surrounding people getting their nails done, hair done, standing in line for Jordans. But I think that message, um, what it does is it gives other communities and other race um, races, a basis that we are all in agreement that it's only us. Oh, um, because what happened in New York over the weekend is just unbelievable. They attacked a black man for not social distancing. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, down the street in Manhattan, the park was crowded with people yep. neck to neck. And they were handing out gloves and masks instead of arresting them and, and, and finding them. Mm -hmm. But within our community, they feel like they have the power to treat us as they want to um, regarding things like this. So I think that we're all responsible. We all have responsibility in keeping each other safe. And I think that if the message is that the, only the Black community is doing wrong, which I think some of the, the messaging that, you know, that our community was being targeted for reopening and that it's only our community, community that's taking part in the reopening, which is not true. Last well, the, week, as I stated, yeah. when I went to the park here, it was crowded with nothing but white people. Well, and, the and, protesters have been the predominantly white. The people right, out there protesting right. and yeah. To reopen. So I think okay. that I think that uh, we need to be mindful of how we spread the message of black people going out and doing things that they're not supposed to because I think everyone's participating in mm -hmm. in the spread of, 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 of this virus and also being irresponsible to some level. Um, I'm choosing not to really go out. I, I was 
on Facebook or yeah, Facebook, and there was a group I followed by Home Decor, and they posted in there that Home Goods is open and they're having patio furniture on sale. It took everything in me this weekend out to go. Uh-huh. I had to like talk myself down on Saturday, talk myself down yesterday. About that. Yeah. But um, I think that it's a choice that I've made to, to be safe and, and, and be um, and 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 make the decisions. My gym reopened today. They're doing uh, it's what the gym that I go to is more of a boot camp settings between twenty to twenty five people typically uh, per class. Now they've limited the classes to eleven. Um, and they have drawn, they, they have boxes where you are six feet apart right. and all of these measurements uh, put into place. And then you have to also uh, uh, select the time and make sure you have a slot and all those things. But um, I still don't feel comfortable because 11 times, you know, 11 people times what, eight different slots. That's a lot of people going in and out of one right. space per day. Right. So I think we just have to make decisions that's best for us to keep ourselves healthy um, and, you know, the numbers are going to reflect what's really going on and be mindful of that. You can make an a informed decision. Most definitely. And Chica, as, as our, uh, you know, medical expert, medical medic, expert. Yeah, <laughs> medic, yeah. what are your thoughts on where we are with everything? You said that your hospital is going to start um, doing elective surgeries and whatnot. What are your thoughts on us getting closer to business as usual? Um. With that being started in the healthcare field, I'm for it. I'm not looking forward to other businesses opening up. Um, I can only control me. The worst part about all of this for me is my commute back and forth to work, mm-hmm. dealing with other people. And I call them the rogues, and they're just rogues from my point of view. They're rogues. They're in the street. You don't know where they've been. You don't know what they're doing. Sometimes they could be homeless, sometimes not. You know, it runs the gamut. And then you have people out here acting silly, just doing things. It's, you, you can't control them. So what I do when I'm not at work, I'm home. Yeah. Then work, then home again. Um, I won't be joining in on the, the reopening. And it's, I know it's an easy ask for me to ask someone to stay home because I'm not quarantined. I'm not staying home. So I'm going back and forth to work. But if you understood how my job gets harder when people come in ill because they haven't done their due diligence for yep. themselves, it's like I can't, can't even explain to you to watch a patient suffer from that disease. It's, it's, it's literally suffocating to death by yourself. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Now you're, what that you hair, thoughts? them rollers, oh. that, that extra hair, them nails, that cut is not worth it. It's not worth it. Did you hear about the uh, the mayor in Texas who she went to go get her nails done? She had she bumped into someone who owned a salon, and she had her open her salon, and someone took a picture of her in there, and so she had to do a public apology, you know, for uh, breaking her own guidelines. But Naya, what are your thoughts? Man, look, I, I I'm somebody who tries to not spend money anyway. You know, so I, I I'm, trying to, I'm trying to, you know, make a lot of money and invest a lot of money. So I don't need to be out. The things that yeah. I need, I can, I can Instacart it or I can, uh, if I just need to get out, I, I'm going out to spaces where I'm comfortable, uh, but I don't, I'm not pressed to be shopping nowhere. You see, I'm growing mm-hmm. my beard out. And so I ain't really stressing over no barber or anything, to be honest. Uh, uh, I can wait. I can wait. Yeah. And, and I think the, the theme is common amongst us 
do what you think is best to make a an informed decision for you and your environment, you and your Most family definitely. or whoever you're around. Uh, make that informed decision. I was going to ask Michelle when she said that, I was going to say, so how would someone who doesn't see things the way we see this, who relies on the public's opinion to make this informed decision? And then she said it when, when I was thinking that question, look at the numbers. You know, they don't well, tell all of the story, but they tell a good deal of it for you to make a, 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 a well enough decision for you and your, I mean, that decision you made about going to the gym, you said, 11 times, eight slot, yada, yada. No, I think I'm awake. You know? Exactly. That's enough. The number's and, and, enough. And, and can I just add, if, if, you're t- if you're taking the thought process to go out, to break quarantine, and to go out and be amongst everyone, that, that course of thinking nine times out of ten also leads to you proper, probably not doing the proper thing while you're out. Mm-hmm. You're probably not protecting yourself the best way you could yep. when you're out because you're going to be totally immersed in whatever activity that is. And you you want to get back to normal and normal is with our guard down. Right. So I don't, I don't think that your average person is out there with the due diligence, you know, as a healthcare worker would be out. And you could probably speak to this. I heard someone say, he said, well, I, I can pretty much keep track of my hands. So I can, I remember what I touch. And, and I said, you don't realize how many things you touch and then touch your face or your nose or your, your lips or your eyes just quickly, not even really. So how often mm-hmm. would, you, would you guess or estimate somebody who's not aware is touching their face or they're, they're uh, using their hands to touch their face throughout a, an hour? And it's not, it's not even that. You put your hands in your pocket. What was in your pocket before? Yeah. Right. You're picking up something, Key, then you're touching something else. Doorknobs. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, and, and here in Atlanta, they said, well, in Georgia, they said that um, since everything started opening up, deaths have gone up 40%, 40%. The whole point is for it to go down before you start opening up, but it's going up and we're still opening things up. So, and things for me, and I understand everyone wants to get back to work, you know, people need to make money, but if we're dead, we can't enjoy the stuff anyway. And things like tattoos or massage parlors, those aren't. At this point, who's thinking about that? You know what I mean? But anyway. All right, so while many Americans uh, still wait to receive their stimulus checks, one New York City man uh, has taken as many as he could. According to a report, the man was arrested after allegedly he stole $12,000 worth of stimulus checks from mailboxes in local residents. Now, according to NBC News, Feng Chang, who's 31 years old from New York, he was arrested earlier last week uh, for allegedly stealing nine coronavirus stimulus checks worth more than $12,000 from mailboxes, according to uh, federal prosecutors. Now, Chen was discovered by police when they caught him looking inside mailboxes in the Sunset Park neighborhood in Brooklyn, according to this uh, state statement released by the U.S. Attorney's Office. Um, when he was arrested, they found him with more than $12,000, credit cards, open envelopes and letters bearing the names of various individuals uh, and mailed addresses. Now, according to the attorney, uh, district attorney, they said for many families, these stimulus checks are a lifeline in these difficult times. And anyone who tries to cut that uh, lifeline will face the full weight of the law. The office will vigorously prosecute those who seek uh, to take advantage of the public health uh, crisis. Now he's, facing, he, he went to uh, court last week for the first time via video conference, and he's facing up to five years in prison. What are your thoughts, Parker? Um, 
I guess I'm trying to figure out, are you able to cash somebody else's check these days? How does that work? <laughs> no, it's a serious question. No, I'm, I'm not aware. Yeah. No, I, I, I was going to say the same thing. Exactly. Like, did the banking system change? Right. I just, I'm How not, did he I'm think not, he was going to get away with that? Right. Because you do have to have ID. And if you do it from your own account, it have to match your name. The check have to match your name um, if you're doing a uh, virtually. So I, I guess I, I didn't know what his plans were with the check, but I'm sure criminals figure out a way to get cash, check cash without having to provide that, that type of information. Um, I think mailbox, you know, st people still not a mailboxes or something that we don't talk about enough. And I think a lot of times it's not just other people stealing out of mailboxes, but I think the postal service people still mail to. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> I holidays. Had, Yes, yeah. I have had several gift cards stolen. I've had birthday cards not, sh you know, sh did not show up because they, they can see when you have a gift card in there. Um, I have had things stolen out of my mailbox quite often. So packages and things like that. So that's something that, that needs to be addressed because I think people feel like it's a victimless crime and that, okay, well, if I take this person package, the company is going to reimburse them or uh, they could get another check anyway. That's not true. It's not always easy. Um, I was, I had some items stolen at Christmas that was never reimbursed for over $150. So we, yeah, it's just, you know, I think, I think that, um, I th people do a thing that, like I said, it's a victimless crime and they can get another check reimbursed, but I'm glad that he was caught because those are people who need their money. And, um, and there are people who are still waiting to get that money. And, and if it's due to someone else not being, um, you know, uh, a good citizen and taking other people's check, then that's not fair. Most definitely, most definitely. Now you had something? No, no, no. I, 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 uh, I was gonna uh, speak to that. Um, the fact that I'm happy that he was caught with them yeah. because you know those people's names at least can be reconciled. Otherwise, they're just on the phone complaining, saying I didn't get my check, and then the mm -hmm. government got to figure out. You know, so right. if you can get those. someone on the phone, right? Right. Days, That's they can the thing. On the phone. So those at least those were found and they were able to get to those people and say, all right, all right, it really didn't get to you. We got you, you know. Right. Yeah. Most definitely. Well, look, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with more hot topics right back after this. Baby, we can make that happen. 
like he's single and just about ready to be mine So, girl, it ain't no problem Baby, girl, it ain't no problem, problem, Hey, No, I ain't looking for love Glad you feel the same, cause we on both been through enough But I still want you, girl, you know I don't ever bluff We can make love tonight, tomorrow, keep it, I was up, yeah You gon' like it, just roll with it In my phone when you is home alone with it It ain't a question, you know that I'm gon' come with it Probably help you with a couple new tones with it, ayy We can do this right here I don't keep in town, so you run up in the beach Started on the couch, then we take it to the bed Keep it moving like what we said, oh, oh Staying classified We're helping each other, keep each other satisfied, ayy Between us two We gon' keep on doing
Everything you thought you'd ever need I love you forever Girl, I love you forever I'll always be true Cause can't nobody do it like you I love you forever Girl, I love you forever to the show want to remind you all over social media facebook twitter instagram and of course our official website thestephenightshow.com check us out on youtube again you can see us now um and yeah connect with us all right so you know a lot of people have been doing the battles the uh instagram battles a lot of the uh, major artists well people have been calling for 50 cent and ja rule to do one looks like that's not gonna happen anytime soon but um uh, 50 Cent said in a, in a recent interview with Big Boy um, Neighborhood on his show that he sees it a better um, a better uh, battle will be between him and Snoop. He said hit to hit. Um, he said I would it would make more sense catalog wise me and Snoop because we would compete every step of the way. Jaro he got like five or six good uh, duets. He pretty much said that all Ja Rule's hits are with women, except for the one song he had by himself, Holla Holla. Um, now, Ja Rule said that he probably wouldn't be interested in doing with 50 Cent anyway because he called 50 Cent petty. And he says that 50 Cent like to start stuff. And so it probably wouldn't work out well anyway. And he wouldn't want to uh, mess up the culture, you know, the hip hop culture by doing that. In other news, Monica, well, Ray J was on Wendy Williams last week. And uh, she asked him about him being in a battle. And he said that he doesn't have enough hits to do that, but he would love to see Brandy and Monica uh, do it. Now, Brandy, when she was asked about it, she promoting her new single, uh, Baby Mama, she said, that, she said that she's not sure about it, but she's open to it. She says she's always open to it. Monica pretty much said that, um, she said that she doesn't want it to be anything kind of messy because she don't like the word battle. She likes it more of, uplifting the music. She likes the concept of it all because it's all uplifting music. And she said that pretty much for the last 20 some years, they put her against Brandy. And she said, that we're polar opposite. You know, she's one of the greatest of our time, um, but we're very opposite. And at the end of the day, you can like both of us. So she said, if it's something about celebrating music, she'll do it. But if it's about battling, she's not interested. Who are any artists that you would like to see battle or go live on our Instagram? Um, I think I want to address what Monica said because I've been struggling with that as well because I've seen a few of the battles. Um, I think it's important to keep in mind that these are all people who are respective artists in their own 
you know, in their own rights. And mm-hmm. so the whole idea of battle kind of something that I've been struggling with as well. It doesn't seem like a battle. It's been actually really um, awesome experiences when we when we tune in and, and, and celebrate the culture together. So I think she's, she's absolutely right. But I would love to see her and, and, and Brandy do some where they go back and forth with their music and or each go live and do their own music um, like Babyface and, and Telly uh, Riley did. But I also think that the situation with 50 Cent and Ja Rule, I think Ja Rule is 100% correct because it would turn into a messy petty um, situation that's going to really disrupt what this whole movement is about. I think it's yeah. about positivity, it's about celebrating our culture, celebrating our music, celebrating that feeling we got when we listened to the songs and back in the day and yeah. those good Taking feelings. Um, and so I think in the in the in the, the scope of, of of celebrating music and providing good vibe and good feelings, that's not a good idea. Um, and 50 Cent's comparing himself to a Snoop, I think that's completely, yeah. they're, they're completely different um, times in, in the music in, uh, history and in, in industry. They, I think Snoop was like back in the 80s was when he started uh, in, in, you know, 2000s was when 50 first released his first album. So I think that um, that match is not, wouldn't be a good match, but not not to say it wouldn't be a good situation where they can play music back and forth and we can enjoy each of their music. Um, but I think that's what we need to start looking at it as instead of putting people against each other. And I've been really proud of us. They haven't made a big deal out of who won and who didn't win. Yeah. Um, I've, hear, I've heard a few people here say that this person won. It was not huge. Most, yeah. yeah, most of it's just been people enjoying the fact that the, the music that makes us feel good is, is back on top and, you know, we're not, we don't have to listen to the littles anymore. Little this, little that. Little this, little that. <laughs> <laughs> and we have no clue what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Chica? So I'm very excited about Jill Scott and Erica Badu coming up on the Saturday. night. That's yes. going to be killer. Um, and I just want to say uh, another component to this versus thing is also artists allowing artists that you might not hear from on a regular who may not have a major uh contract with a label or anything you get a chance to hear them and it exposes them to new fans a new fan base um and that's the positive part about it It keeps the business moving without actually involving the business of it Mm -hmm. Uh, i would like to see faith and mary do it i would like to see that i think that would be awesome yeah now Man, I be sounding like a parrot whenever you got to stop letting Michelle go first, man, because she makes she make me look bad. Out here. <laughs> like I ain't got no brain, man, but I swear I do. But my dad is a proponent. My dad is always talking about language, and I also agree. When I saw Monica's uh, response, my dad is big on language, and especially the language of the oppressor. He he calls it battle is one of those terms for me that I was always struggling with. I love the concept. And I love the fact that a lot of these artists, as Chike said, are getting the business able to get, you know, spiked for themselves. Yeah. Their record sales are spiking again. Their downloads yep. are spiking again. Yep. People are putting into their Pandoras again, you know, or yep. Spotify. Or whatever. So I totally appreciate that. And I love the fact that she introduced the idea. I don't like this, but let's call it a celebration. Then I'm all mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. That's what music is. And I know Swizz and Timbaland meant that when they first came up with this thing. But that language is so important. It's so important to how we look at things. Mm-hmm. There are people invested in this to see the mess. And then there are people who are invested true. to see the actual celebration of our 
progress over the years with our great artists. That's what I'm in it for. That's what I appreciate about it. And uh, if it's that way, I'm all for it. Chris Brown, I want to see Chris Brown celebrated with somebody, but I don't know who. Yeah. Who would be able, he, he kind of came along in the era where there were no dancers coming. There were just singers. So I would say Usher. I would say Usher. I was thinking Usher he's, too. But, he, but he's after, he's, he's after. But you know what? I don't really think they have to be the same. I think they could be the same genre and same kind of style without being yeah. in the same exact. That would be a good okay. one. Or maybe it's weight, weight say, and I'll, impact. Yeah. Maybe it's weight and impact. Because yeah. I'm sure most Usher fans listen to Chris and most Chris fans listen to listen Usher. To Usher. You know I mean? Yeah, that, that was a good one. I, I couldn't, I was thinking Trey Songs, no, because he, he, it's a different package, you know? Yeah, it yeah, is. Usher, so, Usher, Usher would be. But I see, like, in my head, OG, Usher's an OG already for me. Yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> He's an OG. We forget that. We forget that. But yeah. think about Can it, I you speak know. something? Yeah. I'm sorry, Stephen. Can I speak something to the battle, the verses, the, the whole battle word and the verses part? So, in my youth, I was a dancer. I used to a hip hop dance for a couple hip hop acts. And as a dancer, we used to have these things called battles and verses. And yeah. it wasn't anything negative. It was just us getting together to showcase our talent. And maybe, yes, we want to one up the other person, but it was all in fun. It was all in learning. You steal techniques, right. you get a new fan base, you actually can get a job from it. So that term has been around for a long time and I think that people in the art world and you know Steven being an artist that doesn't necessarily mean anything negative it's not yeah. anything you know it's, I I think, it's like, the interpretation of it yeah I think with tonight's point that's what probably what they meant by it when it all started off but you know we live in a day now with the internet and they mm -hmm. will go ham they will mm -hmm. go ham on you especially in those comments you gotta be crazy <laughs> I mean, you gotta somebody's be honest some of these artists who sign, they're not signing up for that. Like if Babyface and no. Teddy Riley would have had the trolls on them for real, for real, in the context of battle, like, yo, Teddy, you was, like, that would hurt a lot of their feelings. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There you go. There you, know you go. I mean? But it goes to show, like, with the Teddy Riley, Babyface, you know, they had over 4 million people tune in. Most people, it got to the point where it was really? crashing and everyone couldn't tune in. But uh, for those, you know, Mother Day um, is this coming Monday, and Babyface Sunday? is doing... Uh, Sunday, yeah. I said, what did I say? Monday. I'm sorry. Sunday, and um, and Babyface is doing a wait and exhale listening party yeah. on his IG. So wow, that's Maybe. how he's uh, paying tribute to the mothers. So shout out to all the mothers out there. All right. So our last story, 2020. Man, it's already been a crazy year. So now we have to deal with coronavirus and and the economic issues. Now we have to deal with these Asian giant hornets. They're often to referred to as murder hornets. They've been spotted in the United States for the first time. These giant uh, hornets are known as for their freakish eyes and venomous sting. Scientists say that the first spotting was in Washington State, according to CNN. At more, at more than two inches long, they are the world's largest hornets, and the sting can kill human beings if stung multiple times, according to experts. Um, so they've been studying this at uh, Washington State University. They so said they're like something out of a monster cartoon with this huge yellow orange face. Um, pretty much just saying that they're asking the bee, people that work in the bee industry to please look out for these. Apparently they, they come over in the crates when they're, uh, they travel in the crates and that's how they've gotten to the US. They're saying that people can die if they're stung multiple times. Um, and actually, you know, the uh, people that work in the bee, the beekeepers, they have their suits. They had to change their suits because this thing can go through their suits. Oh, so, 
of everything else we're dealing with, we think about these these monster bees, the killer bees, murder bees. Honestly, I think it's just another fear factor thing that is just they, the media and and society we live in push so much fear towards us. It's ridiculous. I'm sure there's been bees and all kinds of stuff that can kill human beings in the beginning of times. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't have anything else fearing <laughs> to be fearful of. I, the more people who watch the news, the more they feed into this fearful stuff. I have no comments, and it's ridiculous. This, this spot that won't be in, in Washington State and then Washington University or the one doing a study on it, duh, they brought it there. <laughs> Chicken. Well, I, for one, will have my spray bottle of bleach and a tennis racket. I'm ready. Right, what? tennis racket. <laughs> a fly swore ain't going to cut it. <laughs> no, tennis racket. <laughs> Not here. Yeah, if it ain't one thing, it's the next. It, yeah, it sounds like a good story and a good headline, but I ain't worried about no murder hornet. Right. Yeah, not, not right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep my eye out of them for you. My good eye. <laughs> right, right, right. I keep my eye out of them, but uh, yeah. Steven. Not even not not even just a, a murder hornet. Have you seen a regular hornet? Like they're scary looking. Yeah. But you know, I can I, only I, imagine I what this off. murder hornet looks like. Right, right, right. Steven is a six seven, a six eight, however tall he is, six man, who is afraid of just about everything you can think of. Okay? That's not true. So <laughs> what, what she's talking about, and I'll tell the story. It, it is ridiculous. Yeah, you afraid of bugs, man? No, I'm not scared All of bugs. Of no, I'm there was only one thing I was scared of, and she couldn't understand it. So one night I couldn't sleep. I'll tell the story real quick. Well, um, let me tell the part. A few weeks ago, he was saying that he was having kind of anxiety with the whole Corona thing when it first started. And I said, Stephen, I think being outdoors, going for a run, you know, would help because it's, you know, being in nature and the exercise would help. Right. You, knowing Stephen, when he's not on board, he's like, mm-hmm. There's not much feedback. So when he said that, when he said that, when he said that, I left it alone. And I was like, okay, well, he's not feeling it. But this is why. And you know, then he said he responded with, Yeah, you know I have knee problems. And I was like, okay, well, I'm thinking myself, you can still go for a walk, but I just left it alone because there wasn't much feedback and I knew it was something behind it, but he wasn't willing to share or ready to share. I found out this weekend the real reason he's gonna share that with you guys. So I'll tell the story real quick. So one night I couldn't sleep and I was um, in bed and I pulled out my um, next door app, which is a neighborhood app, let you know what's going on in the neighborhood. And they talk talking about coyotes, a coyote spot. I said, coyote. And so I don't really know much about coyotes. <laughs> so I started looking up coyotes on um, YouTube. I was up to like three in the morning looking at this YouTube. And I was like just in, entrenched with information about coyotes. I said, oh, no. <laughs> I used to go, listen, mind you, I used to go run through my neighborhood all the time. I used to, I mean, all the time for years. I refused. I refused. And so finally, um, it was Friday. I said, I ain't seen a coyote since I started seeing all this stuff. Let me go for, let me go for a walk. So I put my headphones on. I said, what am I scared of? So I did it. But so I told her, she said, I knew it was something. I know it was the coyote, the coyote smaller than you. They more afraid of you than you are then. No, but it, what I was saying, <laughs> what I was saying is coyotes, they're typically scared of humans. Right. But the more that they're around humans, they're not scared of them anymore. Right, right. But that's typically like in Oregon and Montana. Right. <laughs> it's not in But Georgia. he was saying how the fact the past few weeks that he's been afraid to go for this walk and jog thing. No, it's been months. 
He said his knees Monster, are bad. Huh? He's been afraid. My knees are it's, bad. It's old people out there walking. It's kids out oh, there. People with- I was told her that. I said, I said, I see all these old people walking through the neighborhood. <laughs> and then the crazy thing is when I did go for my walk on Friday, there's like this bush area. I said, that's what the cows would be. Oh my god. I see these I see these two old people. They had their lawn chairs sitting out there chilling. I said, they ain't even no coward. <laughs> So not here. It was so ridiculous to me. I, could not, I was like, you've been in the house afraid to go for a walk in your own neighborhood as bad no, it, as you it, are. It was bad. I would pull it, pull it to my house at, at night, night and I'd be looking. And run <laughs> to the door. That is hilarious. That ridiculous. is ridiculous. I scared now myself. Now he's on this hornet thing. Now he'll be looking at bees. And oh, no. I ain't worried about the hornet yet. I ain't worried about the hornet yet. Going to YouTube University tonight, huh? On right. <laughs> See what they talking about. <laughs> well, listen, Naya and Ms. Parker, thank you so much. Uh, Ms. Parker, we'll see you in your new segment, uh, Mental he- mental Health with Ms. Parker. <laughs> and uh, Chike, I'll see you in movie reviews. And Naya, see you next week. Thank you. All right, listen, All right, again, guys. check see us out later. on our social media. Day. Check us out on our website, our YouTube channel. And uh, see you next week. Y'all have a great week. Right back after awesome. this. I was 17, with a pair of 23, used to care about the flashy lights, I used to wanna be like Usher, practice in the mirror, when I used to fantasize, with college I would go to it, girls I really know you, fronting when you broke for real, with that minimum wage, I was minimum saving, studio money still, now I'm on the road, to be alive, chasing my dream this time, I used to be scared to, I used to be scared to, follow my heart, but what were the chances that it could happen, for someone like me, someone like me, now I choose to see, choose to dream, choose to be, choose to see, cause when it's all over, how you gonna want the world to
Drinking my drink, follow my blow. How this kid my blow. Keep dreaming, keep dreaming, keep dreaming my blow. Oh, I just can't give up like that. No, I just can't give up like that. Eight years in the boot, that's eight exact. Eight years in the boot, well, not subtract. It took me here, so I won't look back. Not here for fame, just love for that. You feel me though? I'm pushing past. Any second, might just blow up fast. For me, it's beyond sex. Whole nother level for me, it's beyond next. And if I'm being honest, expression affection just feels odd. You call me pet names, the pumpkin, the cutie pie, but this hot girl summer got me more icy. I can't trust no one, it's not likely. No, it's not likely. Yeah, but I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. Beautiful for my soul, 
Let's lose our minds and our clothes It's hard to fuck with these hoes Cause no one knows what you know Out of body experience Love your mind and your body is serious Can't even say I love you back But I got your back My heart is cracked So hard for me to act on it I get this bitch my heart Before you turn her back on it X, X, heart eat it She gonna snack on it Girl turn around And let a nigga smack on it Girl saying I hear the past They smoking that crack Cause my shoulder get passenger And she gon' ride like a drive-by No mask I'm trying to fuck till you cry up your mascara I want your beauty and your beast I want the whole thing, every single last piece I don't want to keep you home But I don't want you to sleep alone I don't want to eat alone Why not bring a friend alone? Text you late night when you laying down Phone start ringing, you don't hear a sound I've been working all day I know you working all night I hope it's not too late Yeah I'ma call you anyway, hoping that you're still away. Yeah, I've been thinking about you every day. Text you late night when you laying down. Phone start ringing, you don't hear sound. I've been working all day. Know you're working all night. I hope it's not too late. Yeah, but I'ma call you anyway, hoping that you're still away. I've been thinking about you every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too late, too late. Baby, am I too late? Yeah. Baby, am I too late? Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Our guest tonight is an immigrant, a veteran, and a progressive running to provide housing for all and be and to be uh, Oregon's first African American member of Congress. Please help me welcome Albert Lee. Welcome to the show. Yeah, it's good to be here. Good to be here. Good to be here. So you are running for the third district in Portland, Oregon, and I understand prior to Bernie Sanders, you weren't really into politics like that. So, so what is it now? Because you're running against the incumbent who's been there since 1996. Why is it time for change? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, first of all, uh, it's time for change because uh, quite frankly, uh, in those 24 years that the incumbent's been in office, mm -hmm. here in this district, across the country and around the world, we still face a series of crises. Mm -hmm. When I talk about things locally, I'm talking about our homelessness crisis, which went yeah. from critical to super critical. We have a lack of affordable housing and a lack of living wages. The combination of those two things places many of us uh, into the struggling class. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got a, a climate emergency that really has only gotten lip service. Uh, you know, things, you know, our, our incumbent talks about and says a lot of the good things, a, a lot of things, but a lot of the right things. But uh, when it comes to action, there is none. Uh, so it's time. It's time for change. And I know you talked about, you know, him being a multimillionaire. Um, we have a so-called billionaire and as our president now and so you, you're saying that it's time to get people you know everyday people or people in the community who are you know they're they have their ears to the ground that in office can you talk about that yeah so um you know when we talk about our our government um you know we're supposed to be living in a democracy not in an oligarchy not in a monarchy 
But when you look at, at the halls of Congress, uh, over 52% of the folks that live there, that live there, that work there, that you might as well call them living there because a yeah. lot of them are career politicians. Uh, you know, a, a vast majority of them are part of the 1%. They're, okay. they're a part of the very uh, top of society. Kind of out of touch. And, yeah. and, and exactly. They're out of touch. They don't understand the struggles of regular everyday folks. Uh, and quite frankly, when you're in that area, when you're in that position, it's really hard uh, to have an understanding of how people are, are, are struggling. Uh, it's time that you have people who know the struggle, you know, yeah. who have experienced some of the things um, that we're talking about. Yeah. You know, it's really easy to not raise the minimum wage if you've never worked for a minimum wage. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think that we need to diversify our representation and i don't just mean race or background but i'm talking about socioeconomics mm-hmm. um you know because quite frankly if you're all cut from the same cloth it's really hard uh to get to uh having different perspectives different ideas to get to those workable solutions that we need yeah and i know we're all going through this uh global pandemic you know you're married with a daughter mm-hmm. um uh, around here somewhere you're probably <laughs> hearing her in the background right now how, how is your family staying safe during all this? Yeah, I mean, we're hanging tight, uh, you know, so it's, it's we, we, you know, this whole situation started about six, seven weeks ago. And uh, from the very beginning, we took this very seriously. I suspended all of our outdoor operations for yeah. the campaign. Uh, we are working from home. My wife, in fact, has got a meeting going on upstairs in mm. her room, okay. uh, in the bedroom. And my kid goes to school at home and I'm, I'm working my shift job from home also. Yeah. Uh, so we're doing that. Uh, we're campaigning from home. We're doing a lot of virtual town halls, trying to meet people that way. And really, uh, that's that's what we're kind of what we're doing. We're trying to stay safe. We're trying to uh, uh, let the health experts do what they're supposed to do in order to help exactly. us get yeah. to where we need to go. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, um, you know, because this is campaign season, and you know, obviously, you can't do your, you know, traditional traditional right, and so. How, but I was thinking about this the other day that I think in, in a lot of ways, you know, the internet has changed the game for, you know, a lot of industries and you're able to reach more people, but, right. but do you, do you find it as effective as actually being out in the fields out there, you know, meeting no. people, shaking hands? Yeah. You know, it, it isn't, you know, so just the other day we, we, we were, uh, uh, trending really hard the last couple of days. I think we had a tweet that went up 200,000. Uh, mm-hmm. likes and whatnot yeah. uh, but that doesn't that doesn't convert into votes and it doesn't yeah. convert into contributions and what we need to do is we need to be able to go in front of folks and like you said you have a sister uh, who lives out here yeah so about the campaign uh, and uh, that is because of the money in politics you know for us we are following um, the right way of doing this which is not to take any corporate contributions uh, yeah. but that means that we need to get support from the people yeah um, and, and it's difficult, especially when a lot of people uh, that we're trying to represent uh, don't have a whole lot of money to give. Uh, so we can't do the media bit blitz. We can't do the ad buys. So uh, what we were really dependent on these last two months was to go out in the field, yeah. knock on doors, talk to people face to face. So uh, without that, it is really difficult. So uh, we're doing the next best thing, which is going through the social media. Most definitely. I know you were a huge Bernie supporter. You're, you are a huge Bernie supporter. And obviously he has backed down and he's um, lent his support and endorsed Joe Biden. Um, and I, I was listening to an, another interview you did and they were asking you, um, just for our audience, how, how do you plan on encouraging people to 
you know, to, to support Joe Biden, because a lot of Democrats at this point, they're just trying to get Trump out of office. So what is your plan to help people go that way? Because a lot of Bernie bros or supporters aren't, aren't for Joe Biden. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, so, you know, I uh, quite honestly was frustrated to hear that uh, Bernie uh, endorsed Biden without any yeah. kind of uh, concessions mm -hmm. uh, because we have a huge um, uh, group of progressives who are for a universal health care plan, for uh, debt reduction from college, for a lot of these things. And uh, what we saw was an endorsement without um, any concessions. And so that is extremely frustrating. And quite frankly, um, I think that the Biden campaign still has a long ways to go in order to uh, build that bridge. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we, we're, we're, uh, we may have followed uh, Sanders. We followed Sanders for what we believed in him, mm -hmm. um, not necessarily for the Democratic Party. Right. And I understand that that can be complicated and understand people's uh, frustrations and fears of a second Trump um, um, uh, presidency, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, Trump, Obama, uh, Biden, um, you know, for, for, for black folk, for, for other folks, uh, you know, it's the same thing, just a different leader. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not fully buying that, you know, so I'm not fully buying, uh, Biden will be any better than Trump. Mm. Um, you know, I think that, you know, on paper, it might look better, but look, you know, we, when, when Obama was there, we had a Supreme Court pick and the Dems folded, you know, yeah. they, they, they let uh, the Republicans stonewall them and, and not fill that seat. So who's to say if even if there is a Biden presidency and there's another vacancy, who's to say that the Dems won't fold again? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm 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 not a party loyalist. I'll tell you that right now. I'm okay. about principles. I'm about uh, what's good for the people. And right now what I see is two parties that are part of the same corporate entity. Uh, yeah. And we need to get. Um, you know, our party, the Democratic Party, back to the left, back to the working class, back to uh, fighting for and representing the people. Most definitely. Most definitely. Now, Biden has said that he uh, wants to have a female uh, VP nominee. Um, I'll tell you that right now. I, you know, and he also said he wanted to have a, a, a black Supreme Court justice without mm -hmm. any merit, without any consideration of, of uh, aptitude. I, I think that's just blatant tokenism. <laughs> uh, but go on go on and say what you're gonna say no, I was, I was gonna ask you well who do you think would be because obviously there are a lot of women who uh qualify or qualified who mm -hmm. do you think would be who would be a good nominee for you you know uh quite frankly uh we need to uh look at folks like nina uh, uh nina uh turner mm -hmm. I, I think that she is uh you know a an excellent pick i i think that that is one way that you can bring some concessions and bring in that progressive fold of the party back in. Uh, you know, if you're looking you at another, about, what do you think about Stacey Abrams? You know, I like Stacey. I, I had an opportunity to meet her at the black campaign school mm -hmm. about two years ago in DC. Uh, and she, uh, you know, she uh, is uh, amazing. I think that she's got uh, all of the attributes to be an effective leader. Uh, I don't know if our politics are exactly aligned because yeah. I think that she's more uh, center, center, mm. left. And uh, you know me, I'm on the left. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the left, left. So, um, you know, I think that she would be a competent and capable leader. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you, uh, let's talk about your background briefly. I, you know, you uh, grew up, well, you were born in South Korea. Um, mm -hmm. Your dad is black African-American man, your mother, Turan, um woman. And, 
you all moved here. How was it like growing up here um, as an immigrant? Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, growing up in the 70s and the 80s in, the, in St. Louis, I, I didn't fit those neat little boxes. Right. Um, my sister and I, we weren't black enough. We weren't Asian enough. Mm-hmm. Folks looked at us and they, they, they looked at us funny, trying to figure out what the peg is for, you know, what to put us into. Right. And, um, um, here I am. <laughs> um, so sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, life, life at home, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Stay home. <laughs> yes. Life at home. But um, I'm sorry, where were we at? Yeah. So, I mean, growing up, you know, my sister and I, we didn't fit those neat little boxes for anything. And we were catching, we were catching hell from everybody and anybody. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, for me, uh, the thing was, as a kid, I hated being different. Uh, yeah. All I wanted to do was fit in to be the same as everybody. I mean, that's all kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, but as I grew up, I grew to embrace all of those things that made me different exactly. and me. And I came to realize, you know, none of us really fit those neat little boxes. Exactly. You know, those exactly. boxes divide us, they hide us from the fact that deep down we're all truly the same on the inside. I agree. Uh, and, and that is uh, what we need to do is look at not the differences, but what, what, what are the things that bind us together and, yeah. and try to work on developing those uh, and bringing those, those back together. Because right now this nation is, is, is peeling and, and busting and separating at the seams. People are afraid of each other. Yep. Uh, and we need, to, we need to get to a point where we can uh, have each other in our homes again. Uh, you know, there's a, I, I live in rural areas. I've lived in urban areas all over this country. And uh, when you, what we need is really an exchange of people all over right. uh, yeah. so that they can get a better understanding of each other. And you went on and served in the uh, U.S. Army. Thank you for your service. And you graduated from law school. Um, I believe prior to this, you were a dean at a community college. Is that correct? Yes, Portland Community College. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I've, I've been to Portland maybe about three or four times. My sister lives there with her, her husband, their three kids, um, both of his brothers, their wives and kids, and, and then his parents. They all live there. But I know that that's probably as black as it gets. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no, no doubt. I mean, we we are eighty percent white somewhere yeah. in the neighborhood for this district. I, uh, I had I had a consultant that I, um had lunch with out there maybe last year, and he I think it was in Salem, mm-hmm. and he said, he said that Oregon is the whitest, and he was white. He said this right. is the whitest uh, state I've ever been to. You know, maybe yeah. L.A. So how was it for you? you know, a black man um, running for office. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, in, in, in I'll, I'll address this in a couple of different ways. Number one, we've had about 64 representatives from the state of Oregon. Mm-hmm. Now, out of those 64, we've had one that has been an immigrant and one that has not been white. And it was the same person. <laughs> See? See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but... Given that in this state, we still have a good uh, 15, 16%, maybe 18% now, uh, after the census, we'll figure out, might yeah. maybe even crack 20%, right. uh, that aren't white. And uh, those folks uh, have had one out of 64 um, shot at seeing somebody that looks something like them uh, representing mm-hmm. them. Um, but again, I don't want to just focus on on, on, on the, the ethnic background, but I think also um, when you look at it here in our district, we've had 11 rep- or, uh, 13 representatives for the third district, 11 white men and two white women. 
most of those have been from the upper class. Most yeah. of them have been from uh, very wealthy backgrounds. And again, uh, you know, here currently we have two senators and five representatives. 100% of them are multimillionaires. 100% of them are landowners. 100% of them are white. And 100% of them are over the age of 62. Um, that is not representative of a state right. where uh, a good 75% of us are under the age of 62, less than 1.4% of us are millionaires, and a good 44% of us, myself included, are renters. Mm. Uh, so we need to have uh, folks that are going to be, uh, you know, coming from our, our perspective and our background to, to represent us. Uh, yeah. So it's not just a matter of race or ethnicity, but it's also about uh, socioeconomics. It's also mm -hmm. about lived experience. You know, I've, I've spent a bit of time homeless as well when we were uh, in high school. I went to five different high schools in three different states. Mm -hmm. uh, here in Oregon, we have one of the largest houseless populations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you need somebody that understands that kind of perspective and understands it intimately in order to get to solutions that are going to work. That's um, definitely. So... Uh, that's where I'm coming at from it. And as far as running in a very white state, um, I have my faith in the, the, the people. I have my faith that uh, uh, they will go beyond skin color. They will go beyond ethnicity and look at uh, values and say, yeah. you know, is this uh, the kind of person that uh, upholds the values that I hold? Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Most definitely. Well, I close and tell everyone just in the last attempt on why they need to vote for you, why they need to vote for Aberly. Yeah. So uh, again, here in our district, uh, first of all, I believe that democracy requires choice. We haven't had that kind of a choice in over a generation. Uh, we face a series of crises that have been allowed to fester and grow, including housing and homelessness, the lack of affordable housing, and living wages, and a climate emergency that has only gotten less service. I believe in the basic tenets of the party when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion. I think it's time that we uplift some new voices from some other backgrounds, from some other lived experiences to represent us here in the most diverse district of our state. And quite frankly, and most importantly, I think it's time that we end this oligarchy, this rule by elite career multimillionaire politicians and right. replace them, replace them with citizen representatives who know the struggle, who won't take corporate contributions and who mm -hmm. truly represent and fight for the people. And you can find out more information about uh, our campaign at albertlee2020.com. Albert, I want to thank you so much for taking time out your busy schedule to join us. I know we're all staying home and trying to stay <laughs> safe. And I know with your wife and your child, it probably can be a little challenging, but thank Indeed. you so much for taking time. And uh, I wish you most success. And uh, I'm going to have to check you out when I come out to Portland. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Well, listen, our thanks go out to Albert Lee for joining us tonight. For more information, go to our website, thestephenightshow.com, and we'll be right back after this. Like we're all over us, we are self-discovery, lesson learned, we on our outfit, Hitchcock, East Coast hard, West Coast hard, rest of peace, too pop, poetic hip-hop, round and round we go, life cycle, TikTok, it's me, someone, an anomaly, first degree of hip-hop, a see never fit in what you motherfucking label me, as I sit back and watch, never interject, money in the bank with the ill concept, vision is clear, never gets complex, Chilling on the scene like Peace Hotel what for the 1800 and Vanilla Coke. Sit back and chill, maybe even smoke. Summertime lounging, good to go. Chilling at the beast, that's how we roll. I'm making sexy, baby. Make it sexy, make it super fly.
shake it, shake it, baby. Shake it, shake it, just like you shake it, baby. Get that sexy. We be the scene stillers, way back stillers. Hollywood hill real dealers, no filters. Lodging in the cut with the cold chillers. Twisted on the sun, propaganda for fun. Run for us, run dream builders. Fly establishment clean with fresh kicks. Good even sunbathing where the money went. Harlem bars, Harley stars, two twisted Uber cars. Stripper poles, diamond gold, church basket, tithe and hold. Private gyms, Asante ribs, exclusive diamond foam friends. Purple label, more stable, light coach, now you're able. Gabba tents, spas, tents, freaky hints. But yo, where the money, where the making sexy, baby. Make it sexy, baby. Nobody, right? Am I supposed to deal with it, right? I'm supposed to be loyal, right? I'm supposed to love you, right, baby? I know what you be doing on tour. You know I be online. Click, clacking, tip tapping with my fake press on nails. I seen the pictures. I ain't pulling no weaves or no tracks out for you or nobody. Punta. I'ma be special too. I'ma go get me some attention out here in these streets. Kept it simple on a first date. You was mad shy with that first plate. Wait, by the time the dessert came, she calling me by my birth name. Peruvian, Panamanian, spoke French. She was raised that's Canadian. Spend the day with him, seeing that it's more the game. Favorite artist, Drake Wayne and Tory Lanez. Then we start pulling up, so rock sipping, peach clear and coconut. You know the vibes, me and baby toasting up. Rap life backstage, we was posted up. Then it moved switched, it was so abrupt. Got your boy like, yo, what up? Then tried to pull you close to me. She like, who is she supposed to be? Who? Baby girl in the leopard print? She a fan, I just love the way she represent. Look. I know you at your element. Her ass fat, but I'm loving your intelligence. Now, shorty, about to go post. We rockin' Michelle, baby. Meet me in the old. 
on God, whatever we gotta go through. It's been you since the day I approached you. The things I'm feeling is true. From everything we've been through. I don't know about, I don't know about, I don't know about you. The things I'm feeling is true. From everything we've been through. I don't know about, I don't know about, I don't know about you. It's time that I upgraded. Damn, baby girl, the love and the lust faded. I'm crushed and frustrated. We fuss and cuss daily. Talking about you here and I'm having a hush, baby. I'm thinking it's trust. Maybe you sus and just crazy. Just because you see me surrounded by buff ladies, it come with the fame. It's part of the game. It's hard to explain. But you ain't never heard shame involving my name. The art of rap is getting a larger stack. My blood pressure rising. You giving me heart attacks. When getting involved with Mac, I travel across the map. So I ain't got time for this media blogger crap in due time soon that you'll find that i was just a stand-up dude with a true grind driven motivation that dudes will lose minds so i can give a damn about our number so lose minds late night stress the late flights and yeah i know the stigma with men but i'm raised right getting mad because i'm all on the gram and i gave likes and yeah i thought the picture was cool and i may swipe but that don't mean i'm looking for bail or playwright because i'm more scared of dealing with you than stage right and my mind it rewinds my thoughts and my insights All I know is this relationship stuff is pure hype The things I'm feeling is true From everything we've been through I don't know about, I don't know about, I don't know about you The things I'm feeling is true From everything we've been through I don't know about, I don't know about, I don't know about you I'm feeling it's true From everything we've been through I don't know about I don't know about I don't know about you The things I'm feeling is true From everything we've been through I don't know about I don't know about I don't know about you Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Adam, how's it going? How's quarantine with the Mrs.? How's it all going? It's going good, Stephen. You know, we, uh, as you saw on Instagram, we rented a car for the day. So we took a yeah. quick trip outside the city and tried to, you know, enjoy a little bit of the normal world out there while we could um, and had a great time and even got to go to Chick-fil-A, which we haven't done. <laughs> I saw the Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, was, that might have been the highlight. But uh, yeah, yeah. How about you? I can't complain, you know, social distancing and trying to stay home, you know, do what I can. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, well, I'll let you and uh, Chica take it away with movie reviews. Sure thing. So I saw two um, programs this weekend. One was a movie and actually one was a miniseries. And I'll start with the HBO show called Bad Education. And this is a movie that follows the story of a superintendent in New York, uh, a New York school district, uh, Long Island to be more exact, and his assistant and staff and the story of how it was discovered that they were embezzling up to, I think, $11 million once it was all said and done from the school system through um, kind of 
fake contractors, false purchases, and things like that. And it stars Hugh Jackman and Ray Romano and Allison Janney. And Hugh Jackman plays the superintendent. And it's uh, a really good story. It's based, again, based on true events and uh, one of the largest, uh, actually the largest embezzlement scheme in a school system in history. And Hugh Jackman does a great job. He, he, you know, Hugh Jackman is not from the U.S., so he nails the New Yorker accent to a T. Allison Janney does a good job. And this is really a good kind of drama, maybe a little bit of comedy in it as well. But it tells a good story. And in the end, you realize, and I won't give away too much, but he does get caught and the fact that he still gets a pension even after all this is kind of upsetting, but great performances all around. And if you're looking for something brand new, um, check out the HBO show, Bad Education. The next thing I watched was Waco. And this is a TV miniseries that's on Netflix right now. And it follows the events uh, of the siege of Waco by the FBI and the ATF of the Branch Davidian compound in 1993. And for anyone unaware, and this is kind of before my time as well, so we I don't think we really remember it as much, uh, Stephen and Chike, but this is really uh, an interesting story in history where they had this cult leader and there was something that went down and it led to a 51-day kind of a standoff between this cult leader and his group and the U.S. government. And the miniseries... David Koresh, right? David David Koresh. Koresh. Yes, yeah, David Koresh. And the series follows two biographies, one from a guy who was in the compound at the time and part of the Davidians, and then one of the FBI negotiator who was in charge of this project. So you kind of get both sides of the story and you get kind of the full view of what went down during this siege and i thought it was good it is a six episode miniseries i think it was a little long and probably could have been down to four episodes i when i watched it originally i thought this was a whole new production by netflix little did i know that it was actually released two years ago by the paramount network which used to be spike tv um, which is probably why no one's seen it or heard of it until now that mm. Netflix put it out. Uh, so it's actually an older series, but it does a good job of kind of giving you enough details that you can kind of feel for the characters. It's not like the best writing and you're not going to get a lot of that um, kind of substance you might get in another series uh, or even an HBO production, but Everyone does a good job. Uh, Taylor Kish plays David Koresh, and then the negotiators played by Michael Shannon. And again, it's it's a good Netflix series, something to watch, something to give you a little bit of history. And for anyone interested, it does trigger a lot of things that you know. This events like Waco are kind of one of the events that made Alex Jones, for example, famous and really set off a lot of the conspiracy theories uh, theorists and people kind of having distrust of the government in this time period. So check it out if you want to learn a little bit about history and um, you'd enjoy it. 
Um, that uh, Bad Education is actually on my list. I was going to watch that tonight before I turned in. So thank you for that review. Yeah. So I saw three films. Uh, the first being a Netflix release called Dark Light, which stars Jessica Madsen, Opal Littlejohn, I'm sorry, Littleton, not Littlejohn, and Ed Brody. So I'm a little upset with the people that produced and created Dark Knight because the opening sequence, it, and it's a horror movie, I'll, I'll add that, and, you know, that's my genre, I love horror. The opening sequence put me in, it reeled me in all the way in. And then the movie starts. The rest of the movie doesn't live up to the opening sequence. Um, the movie's basically about a mother who's searching for her lost daughter to only find that um, she was abducted. And she's trying to locate where she is. And she happens upon monsters that are dwelling on the land and around the home that she inherited from her mother. And uh, it just... It, it it doesn't live up to the opening sequence. Mm. And I will say this, the energy that you start with is the energy that you, you should sustain. And definitely you should end with that. Um, yes, it reeled me in. And then I wound up getting more and more depressed as the movie went on that, okay, this is going to be trash. And um, yeah, I'm calling the movie trash. It's <laughs> going to make you upset if you start watching it just simply because of the opening sequence. Um, Netflix has done better. Um, at first, I thought it was an alien abduction movie, which would have made it cool, but it wasn't that. The costuming was horrible. The Some of the um, FX for wounds and monster slime wasn't up to par. The monster itself was trash. It just wasn't a good movie. Uh, so if you see it, just pass on by it. Just don't even waste your time. Second horror movie attempt. It's a new movie release called The Wretched, which stars Piper Curdy, John Paul Howard, and Zara Mahler. This movie is about a teenager who is um, relocated for the summer with his father. Mother and father are separated. And it's just one of those typical teen being nosy, notice things, starts to investigate, figure out there's monsters about, but there's something evil about. And um, it lives up to it. It 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 kept me engaged. It's uh, kind of a suspense thriller. Uh, you don't know exactly what's going on, but then you begin to figure it out as the movie goes along. And I don't want to tell too much, but it has a lot to do with witchcraft. And um, keep an eye on your neighbors, people. And you never <laughs> know what they're up to. <laughs> but uh, that's um, a director release. You can find it on Amazon, and you can also find it, I believe. There's an app now. I got The next show, I'll have that for you. There's an app that's actually taking in the um, released films, the early to early release films. I'll have that for you next week. And the third film was uh, Adam Recommend, which he uh, reviewed for us before, Extraction, uh, starring Chris Hemsworth, uh, David Harbour and Derek Luke is in that film as well. I am in agreement with Adam that it looks like a Call of Duty game, the way that it's shot, the action sequencing. And it, it, it put me in awe because Adam, as you know, you make films. Some of that camera angling and how it was maneuvering, I couldn't understand it. It, it made me question how they did that. 
mm-hmm. which made me even more interested in the film. Because not only is it an action film, of course, Crimsworth, Chris uh, Helmsworth is at the helm of the film, um, but, you know, it's gory, it's bloody, it's violent, uh, it's a lot of explosion and shooting, you know, all the things that we like in a good action film. But the camera work itself, to me, uh, just not just the Call of Duty stuff, but mm-hmm. the whole maneuvering of the camera, because the actors are moving in quick time, and how are you getting the camera to go along with the actor the way that you did? It was just it was science to me. So I fell in love with it more so because of that than the actual movie itself. I just thought it was fascinating. Just yeah, it's uh, so it's interesting. The director was a is a professional stuntman who worked on I think some Avengers movies and other things, but he also was played by the sniper. Uh, at the beginning, the um, okay. the guy with the beard and the long ponytail. And so he put a lot of work, apparently one of the scenes where he's strapped to at the top of a car with the camera ready to go while they're filming like the chase scene through the streets. So he was really committed to getting the camera angles right and getting that process and he done. he did it. Yeah. He did it. That was work. It was work. And it, and it made an impression. It almost reminded me of the first... Uh, Born Supremacy series, mm-hmm. that the first movie, Born Identity, and just how it was shot so differently than any other movie that we have seen of that genre before, which made it stand out. Yeah. And Extraction was definitely unique in that way. So I would highly recommend that if you're into action, check that one out. And, and, and the, the camera sequencing and angling also lends to greater action because of just how it's shot. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. It, it surprised me. So, Steven. I can't remember any of the names of the movies I saw. <laughs> well, you just didn't you just watch a show? You said uh, I watched one yesterday. It was Hollywood. Oh yeah, the Hollywood show from Netflix. Yeah, ending. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Hold on. I started watching that Hollywood show. That thing is thrown. Yeah. Ryan Murphy is a nut. Yeah. He's the same person that does uh, American Horror Story, and he did Feud. His his he, he's a little warped out there with his. Mm his mind but i love it though it lives for great art it's a good show it's just yeah, out it's there. good i just think it's really good it was very it's all over the place but and it's a good story but i just think that the ending is very um for that time is very unrealistic you'll see what i'm talking about okay i'm, I'm not there yet yeah it's very unrealistic <laughs> but um but it was good it was very entertaining like like i think i watched it i started on saturday and finished on sunday yesterday okay um but yeah that was good i watched some other movie i i'm not good with titles but it was with mandy moore and pretty much they get lost at sea um they go into one of those you know the the deep sea um divers and they they get in those cages yes so her and one of her friends they have met these guys at the lake or whatever oh 47 meters 47 meters down yeah 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 um it was good. It was good. I was tired. I was tired in general while I was watching it. It was good. It was good though. Can, I, I, can I just share something with you? I don't like watching those type of movies because this is me while I'm watching it. Yeah. Spoiler, but I already knew that one girl was going to die. She can't, stay, she can't stay in that cage. They kept saying, stay in the cage. Every time we find out she up there and the, Jaws is right by her. <laughs> I was not shocked she died, but um, but uh, yeah, it was it was good, I guess. Did you watch Insecure yesterday, Stephen? I absolutely did. I absolutely did. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love Insecure. I mean, just everything. I, I love where the storyline is going. Um, I'm glad with, it make. You know, I, I'm glad it make Molly seem like she's just the villain. Yeah, you can see where yeah. she was coming from, her yeah. perspective last night. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Insecure, um, Westworld had a season finale last night, which was lackluster for me. Mm. Uh, It seems like this whole season went by in a blur. It was really, really quick. And I'm going to need to watch it all over again to actually have it sink in. I just didn't, I didn't marinate into it this year like I normally yeah, And it was good. I've seen some fight sequences. I pretty much know what's happening in the show. With certain HBO shows, I have to watch multiple times because the writing is so dynamic. Mm-hmm. I can't get all the nuances in on the first watch. I have to yeah. go back and watch it again and be like, oh, that's what that is. Oh, that's what that is. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to rewatch Westworld from the beginning because the, the season was really quick this year. So I'm going to check that out again. Did you uh, see Better that Call Saul. Do we have... Go ahead. Did you see that Greenleaf? They announced it's um, canceling after this this next season, this fifth se- um, season. It's going to cancel. Well, I mean, they had I don't see where else they could go with it anyway. So I mean, it was it's a good show, but where else they going to go with the show anyway? Mm-hmm. They had a nice run, yeah. and uh, I'm sure they'll end it very nicely. Mm-hmm. Anybody watch Better Call Saul? Not yet. I need to. So if anyone doesn't know what Better Call Saul is, it is a prequel slash second half to Breaking Bad. So it's kind of both in one show because it's chronologically it's after Breaking Bad, but the way that it's set up, it's uh, Saul Goodman remembering what happened before Breaking Bad. So you're getting like two stories in one show. Uh, it's pretty dynamic, just beautiful writing, the way that they tell the story. Um, and this is Saul before he meets Jesse and what's, what's his name? Walter Walt. White. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's his life before he meets them and how he wound up, wind up being Saul Goodman. It's definitely a good show. All the other players are in Better Call Saul, like Gustavo Frayne and Nacho and all the other villains are already there. Uh, definitely check that out. It's one of the better shows on television right now. Yeah, I've um, heard it's, Atlanta, it's been getting better each year, too. It's like one of those rare yeah, shows that, like... Just... But from, from what I hear, next season is going to be the last. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they're going to do with that after that. So I don't know. Uh, Atlanta's Children, uh, Missing and Murdered, uh, HBO documentary, yeah. had its uh, finale uh, Sunday which basically left um there's nuances in that too i think you should watch it but it basically opened up more doors as to who murdered some of those children in atlanta and they weren't all done by wayne williams and they have evidence to prove that that's the case um what i didn't know and you know i I grew up in fear of that because i was a young man during that time period um, afraid to go outside because I was going to be abducted. That they ran a separate investigation that no one knew about, which basically broke down that the Ku Klux Klan was behind some of the murderers, and that um, some of the forensic evidence led to uh, Caucasian pubic hair being found on 
some of the victims, oh, but wow. that never got out. But they found this out in the show. So definitely check out the show. Uh, listen to what they're talking about and what evidence gets unfolded. I think yeah. you'll appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, yeah, the only thing on my list, uh, it actually doesn't come out till later, but it is called The Lovebirds, and I don't know if anyone's oh, yeah. heard of this one, but yeah. it has Issa Rae and Kunal oh, yeah. Najani, yeah. and you know, it looks like a Netflix movie, but it yeah. looks fun, and it looks like a little adventure. It's basically this couple that get involved in this murder mm-hmm. mystery, essentially, and they yeah. kind of go through a path for it, so that, that looks On good. On a first date. This is their yeah. first date. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, fun... Fun yeah, fact about that movie, it was supposed to be released in theaters this spring. It was right. supposed to come out, but due to what happened, um, Netflix picked it up. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely look forward to seeing that. But listen, guys, thank you so much for letting us know what to spend our time on. We're not spending money unless it's <laughs> like that monthly uh, payment, but spend our time on and whatnot too. And hope you have a great week, and we'll talk again next Monday. All right, thanks a lot. All right. All right. Good night. Right back after this. should take the blame. I should have been protecting you. I left you here all alone. I just can't stand that. I took you for granted. You know what you like. You don't have to act. Let me back in your heart and I'll prove it to you. I know what to do and I'll show you.
Stephen Knight show. Now, many of you are not aware that the month of May is Mental Health Mental Health Awareness Month, and uh, we're starting a new segment starring our own Ms. Parker. Uh, over the last year, eight years, she has dedicated her life to building the life that she wants and helping those that follow her. And so, we're starting this new segment, Mental Health with Ms. Parker, and I'm gonna let her share her story and then share whatever she has for us for this week. Ms. Parker. Hey guys, I'm really excited to be um, able to share my journey with you guys. And uh, for everyone who followed me throughout the years, you know that I have shared many of my experiences with you, my therapy sessions, my um, life coaching sessions, my breakthrough and breakdown. Um, So I I do truly believe that the more that we're able to share with each other, um, that we're able to help each other heal uh, and we give each other permission to also start their own healing journey. Um, the t-shirt that I am wearing is a t-shirt that says, uh, stop, stop the stigma of mental health awareness um, to celebrate the month of May. I actually ordered this t-shirt last year, last May, because when I um, went to one of my own therapy sessions with my own therapist, she had the t-shirt on and I wanted a, 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 a one for myself just because I thought it was important um, to spread a message that especially within our community, that it is okay to seek therapy. It is okay to talk to someone if you're not feeling your best mentally, emotionally. Um, and it is, it is okay to heal and heal in whatever capacity that is the most healthy for you. Um, with that being said, eight years ago, I felt probably a little bit over eight years now, um, went through a breakup and was really in a lot of emotional pain. And it wasn't due to the breakup. The breakup was just uh, avenue that pushed me to to seek my healing. I think everything happens in our lives for a reason. I'm so grateful for the experience of dating that person and the experience of not having that relationship be successful because the end of that relationship was what pushed me um, to seek healing. And a lot of it was not due to the relationship. It was a lot of uh, generational and childhood trauma that I had been carrying around that uh, showed up in that relationship and also in the the breakup process. Um, And so with that being said, I started with um, a life coach. I had a life coach for close to four or five years and then went to therapy and found a therapist that I truly believe is my soul sister. She is, uh, she speaks my language and she understands me um, more than I could have ever hoped anyone would. Um, She feels like a safe space. Um, So I wanted to share this on this Monday, what I wanted to talk about is starting your own journey. 
Um, I know that a lot of people do not want to start the journey because it's not going to be easy. It's not a pretty process. Um, it's not going to be a joyful process. And it's not even going to start off being a peaceful process. It is going to be a process that's going to take you through hell and back. But when you come through it, you're going to live in a more peaceful existence. And I think we are meant to live in peace. We're not meant to be in a space of, of pain throughout our lives, emotional pain anyways. Um, and so I think the, the beginning of that is just to find the courage to, to seek help in whatever capacity, if it's a spiritual advisor, um, if it's a life coach or therapist, any way that you feel more most comfortable starting off, I think that um, that would give you the freedom to move through that process easier when you're in that comfort level. And I also think that most people don't start the process because they're ashamed of telling their story. You do not have to tell your story to the whole, you know, Facebook or Instagram or whoever. Uh, and you don't have to give details. Pain is a universal experience. Same as joy. Same as happiness. That is a universal experience. We all can relate to it. You can say and the reason that the Me Too movement took off and was so big was all of those women didn't share their individual stories. The hundreds of thousands of women, we don't know what they went through individually but we know that they've suffered some type of pain, some type of, 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 of discomfort, some type of humiliation. We understand that without them going into details. So don't feel like you have to give anybody details about your story. Just start where you are. Start with your therapist. You will have to share those things with your therapist, but as you share it with other people, you can relate to their pain without having to go into details. You can say, me too. If someone's been broken, you can say, yes, I've been broken too. That's a universal experience. I, the healing process is also universal. People will get you without you having to go into, you know, telling your business, as, especially for the Black community, that's something that we're very sensitive to. Um, and so don't let that, that stop you. And don't let that stop you from relating to others. If you're in the presence of somebody who is going through something you've gone through, you can help yourself heal and help them heal by saying, yes, me too. Because a lot of people feel like uh, their experience is, is individual. Like they've never... No one else has ever gone through what they've gone through. And the truth is, everyone has gone through this, things that are very similar. We have felt, all felt the same emotions surrounding things that are very similar. And the comforting thing in that is that we have all, somebody has gone through something similar to what you've gone through and made it through to the other side. That's, that's a lot of comfort that can be found in that. In knowing that somebody has gone through something similar and made it through the other side, now they're doing well. So we are never alone, that we're all universally connected. So keep that in mind as you go through your journey. Be patient with yourself. You're going to repeat the same pattern, sometimes for years, sometimes for months. There's a saying that goes that until you learn, until you learn the lesson, the, 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 the situation will recycle itself. So whatever the situation is trying to teach you until you learn that situation, until you learn the lesson within that situation, it's going to come back to you in different forms at different times. So be patient with yourself. That's one thing I had to learn because I felt like I was repeating the same lessons over and over that, that somehow my growth wasn't being, um, wasn't taking place or it wasn't lasting. And so I was so afraid of losing the growth that was happening, but that's not true. What happens is healing happens. Healing, healing is an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. It's never an ending process. Um, 
it's not, it's not, an, it's not a destination. It's, a, it's an ongoing process. So what's going to happen is you're going to repeat certain things at certain levels until, you, until it resonates, until it heals within your spirit and within your soul for you to be able to move on to something else. But you will always have something to heal from and something that, re- that, that may also um, uh, bring those old, old feelings back at times. And you're going to have to readdress those feelings. And that's okay. But, but given you would be, you would now have the tools and be provided with the tools by going to therapy to be able to deal with those situations and that's, that's those, uh, those experiences in a different and more healthy way. The point of therapy is to be able to, or the healing process or therapy, spiritual, spiritual healing, whatever you may choose, is to be able to live in peace. And living in peace does not mean that you're not going to have things happen you're going to be able to experience those things that are happening to you in a more peaceful space. You're going to be able to go through the experience and, and not be in, in, a, in so much agony. Um, that's, that's what the healing process is going to allow you. You're going, and we don't have to, as a community, wait to, to rest in peace. We can live in peace. And I think that's the, the, mm-hmm. the biggest message in this. Most definitely. And Ms. Park, I know you uh, created an Instagram page uh, to help, you know, uh, share that message. What is that? Uh, yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up because I created it in the beginning of the year and then hasn't really done much to it because I started a new job and then Corona's yeah. happened. But I think this is going to definitely push me to be more active within that space. Um, and it is called Our Healing Space 2020 and it's going to allow me to share things with you I'm not a trained or certified therapist or life coach. I do want to make sure that I state that. Yeah. But I do want you to know that I have been, uh, for the last eight years, I've immersed myself in s- seminars and lectures, and mm-hmm. I've read every you know, book you can think of that, mm-hmm. that, is, that regards to healing. Um, and this is a passion of mine. And, and hopefully, you know, one day I'll have the courage enough, maybe through this platform, to get certified or maybe go back to school for um, to help more people. But I, I do want you to know that this is my own personal experiences that I'm going to share with you. Things that I've learned from my own therapist, from my own reading from the uh, uh, seminars and, and lectures that I've attended with, with a lot of, uh, of uh, leading mental health professionals um, that I want to share with you guys. And, and just because, you know, everyone is searching for a way, especially Most with definitely. Corona, I think that um, it is important that we are on top of our mental health. Most definitely. And there'll be a link in the bio um, here in this video. So check her out, follow her. She knows what she's talking about. Um, I've known her for a very long time and I've seen her growth. She's, in, she's empowered me and inspired me and others uh, to, to, you know, heal and get better because you can. Well, Ms. Parker, thanks so much for sharing your story. I look forward to this every week and uh, we'll be right back after this. Thank you, Stephen.
so bad When you give it early in the morning Got me twitching My eyes roll back when I'm staring at the ceiling Ceiling, girl Girl, you a winner How many licks just to get to your center Beat that better, girl I'ma fry them cakes with a cast iron skillet Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Janera, how's it going? How's Great. week eight? <laughs> oh my God, it's, and, and Dylan wants to say hello to everyone. Um, everything's going well. It's going really, really well. We're just trying to hang in there. Yeah, it's our first. And, yeah. Right. yeah. It's a lot. It's our first video show, and so uh, good for people to see who we are, what we look like, our facial expressions. Yeah. Um, tell everybody, because I know our listeners know you, but our new uh, viewers, we can say about yourself. Um, well, I'm uh, pretty much a shopaholic. I'm a mom of, of two, my four-legged dog, Bella, and then, of course, my two-legged son, Dylan, who's sitting right, right next to me. Uh, uh, my husband is upstairs, and my, I'm so sorry. <laughs> my husband is upstairs, um, and that's Robbie. Um, I work in HR, um, and I love to, I love to, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes, and I'm sorry, I'm a good mommy. Yes. Which is what he's telling me, but um, and I, I work, I work on, I, I just do HR. That's pretty much what I do. I would do HR, shop, and I'm a mom. That's right, pretty much yeah. everything. I do. And so you, you originally your blog was uh, budget budget shopaholic, but you changed it to gen genuinely. Tell us about okay. the the blog. Okay, well, yes, and I also have this blog. That's a little hobby of mine. Um, it used to be called the budget shopaholic. And that was geared toward a lot of shopping things and deals that I came across. But then I changed it recently. Uh, I believe in November, uh-huh. I changed it to uh, Jen Genuinely because I wanted to do more of a lifestyle blog. So yeah. I'm still doing stuff with, uh, you know, shopping because I'm still a shopaholic, even though um, we're heading into a recession. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, but I still like to tell people how to save if they're going to be shopping. I want you to do it smart. Right. Um, but I also, you know, I'm doing more lifestyle stuff too. So, uh, you know, I had to, when, when I had him, I had to grow up. Yeah, uh, exactly. so, <laughs> so I started, I started trying to do more, more things toward, you know, mommyhood and just everything that encompasses my life, not just the shopping portion right, of yeah. my life. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, give our listeners and our viewers, I'll let you take over with uh, the great uh, deals you found. Great. Okay. Well, I found, uh, so I come across several deals and that's something that you guys, if you haven't been listening and you're new to the show, um, you'll learn that this is something I do all the time. I come across sales all the time. And so I try to post them at least once a week. Um, sometimes I do fall a little bit, a little bit behind, but you know, (laughs) if I get a little bit busy in life or at work, uh, but normally I try to post something weekly. So, uh, today I guess I'll just go ahead and get started. Yeah. Um, so I uh, came across a sale for Neiman Marcus last call and keep in mind everybody that Mother's Day is right around the corner. It's yes. actually Sunday. So if you haven't gotten anything, maybe, uh, with stores reopening this week, some of them are reopening. Some of them are still closed. Uh, you guys will be able to shop, um, for that perfect Mother's Day gift. And hopefully these sales will help you do that. So like I was saying, I'll get back to the sales. 
uh, Neiman Marcus last call, and that is the outlets, uh, outlet side of Neiman mm. Marcus. They're having a sale. And if you shop there now, you can get an extra 55% off of all women's apparel. And mm. I like to think that all of these sales, even if they're not saying it, that they're geared toward Mother's Day this week because yeah. Mother's Day is right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, Victoria's Secret, they're having a sale. And if you shop there now, you can get 30 to 40% off of select styles. Plus, you can get a free tote um, with your online purchase. They're still closed. So just keep that in mind. I know malls and things are reopening, but I think mm -hmm. Victoria's Secret, they're still closed. Um, you can get a free tote with your online purchase of $85 or more. And for the free tote, you have to use code TOTEBS at checkout. Uh, all of the brick and mortar and online stores for TJ Maxx, Marshalls, and Home Goods uh, are closed right now, but they're still allowing everybody to purchase e gift cards. So you can do that and use those when they finally reopen. So I just wanted to let you know if you, you know, my mother loves places like Marshall's, mm -hmm. TJ Maxx. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have a couple other moms in my life uh, who love those stores. So, you know, that would be something to get. And you actually don't even have to go anywhere if you're, you know, if, if you're buckling down like a lot of the people across the country, you just, just got, buy it online, print it out. And then when you're ready to go shopping and when they reopen, you'll be able to use it. Uh, so Gap and Old Navy, um, for those of you who don't know, for those of you who don't know, Gap and Old Navy are, uh, pretty much sister stores along with Banana Republic, but for this particular sale, I'm talking about Gap and Old Navy only. Uh, if you shop online, you can get, uh, an extra 10% off of your entire purchase. And then I also want to bring you to Banana Republic. Banana Republic is also having a sale. And if you shop there now, you can get 50% uh, off of everything plus an additional 10% off of your purchase. So that is uh, almost 60% off. Of course, they'll take off the 50% first, and then they'll give you the extra 10% off after that 50%. Um, Kate Spade is having a sale, and if you shop there now, you can get up to 75% off of everything. And um, because they close all of their stores, they're giving everyone daily deals. So you have to log online and see what the daily deals are. But, you know, sometimes it'll be accessories. Sometimes it'll be handbags, shoes, anything at the time. I don't, I, you know, it just depends on the day right, for the daily yeah. deal. But she's been doing that a lot. Um, well, that company has been doing that a lot. Um, Nordstrom. Nordstrom is also having a sale, and that's today only. And if you shop there, uh, you can get 50% off of select styles, which is, well, up to 50% off of select styles, which is a lot for Nordstrom um, mm. because they don't really like to give anything off of anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> at least not for my taste. Right. Um, J. Crew is having a sale on their swimwear. Um, if you shop there now, you can get 60% off of all of their swimwear and shorts. Plus, you can get 40% off of select summer styles. So it's not off of anything, but it is off of that. Um, so the swimwear and select summer styles. Uh, the Loft, which is previously owned by, I think it's still owned by Ann Taylor. Um, they are having a fabulous sale. So um, you can get sale accessories and that will be like jewelry, uh, handbags, belts, things like that. You can get that. All of their sales, I'm sorry, all of their sale accessories are just $9.88. Mm. Um, not starting at, but only $9.88. Oh, uh, wow. Sweaters. I know, right? I mean, this is a great deal. Mm -hmm. uh, their sale tops and sweaters are um, just twelve eighty eight, and their sale dresses and jumpsuits are only nineteen eighty eight. So that's on all of their sale sale stuff. And then you can get forty percent off of everything else with an additional fifteen percent off of that. So they are pretty much slashing everything. Um, Say, give me that stimulus money. <laughs> yeah, they're trying. They're trying to get you to spend money, but save it at the same time right. because. So 
know, because of all these store closures, you know, they're missing out on a lot of money. So they're pretty right. much trying to get rid of it as much as they can. That's true. Um, New York and Company is having a sale. And if you shop there now, uh, and I, I choose to think that this sale is in honor of Mother's Day, even though that's not what they said. This is just mm. what I want to believe. Um, if you shop there now, you can get 50 to 70% off of everything. Um, everything online, of course, wow. because the stores are still closed. Right, yeah. And last but not least, uh, Express. Express is uh, having a sale on all of their clearance items. And if you shop there now, you can get 40% off of everything for, I'm sorry, 40% off of all the clearance items. Uh, for savings of up to 60% off. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I know they can find all that at jengenui.com. There's a link in the bio. And uh, thank you as always for letting us know where we just where to save and spend our money and have a great week. <laughs> <laughs> no all right. problem. All right, right back after this. Before we end the show, we're going to start highlighting Black-owned businesses. And so I have a few that I want to highlight tonight. The first one is called the Culture Savage. And pretty much they do, they, are, uh, HBCUs, they make uh, Black culture t-shirts and sweaters and uh, definitely great merchandise, uh, great material, and they as low as $30. So check them out, um, the Culture Savage. Then we have... Um, G Plus Co Apparel. Now they pride themselves on having the high fashion at low prices, catered to most, mostly towards men's apparel with accessories like ties, pocket squares, uh, label, label pins, and uh, tie bars. But yeah, check them out. Their stuff is cheap as well. They have hats as, as cheap as $25. Then we have BMK MKT Vintage. Broken Knights, uh, Kayana Stewart and Jonna Handy are both experienced collectors. And in 2014, they joined forces to create BMK MKT, a one-stop shop for black culture artifacts. Uh, in their online shop, you first 
your first uh, printings of Harlem Renaissance literary classics, 1970s Afro picks and the original packaging. Yo, MTV Raps, remember that? Trading cards and everything in between. So check them out. BLK MKT Vintage. And lastly, Material Life. They're found in 2015 by Carla Williams. Material Life is all about celebrating Black history and culture. And their first online shop, you'll find everything from clothing and accessories, new and vintage, to books, stationery, to home decor. And in the spirit of Umja, uh, collective work and responsibility, Material Life also partners with other Black-owned businesses and brands. Right now, they partner with LaSalle and Jackson. So definitely check them out. And their, and their stuff is affordable as well. I also want to shout out my brother, Aaron Knight. He has a company called Progressive Community Outreach. And they cater to the inner city youth um, in Virginia, um, teaching them life skills, um, their grant base, and they also do um, um, in-home care, working with the families and working with the youth that are at risk. Uh, he also wanted to teach them other ways of building income outside of the streets. So he's built a lawn care service where they can work there and he pays them like it's a like it's a job, you know. So shout out to him. For all of these, go to our website at stevenightshow.com. But I want to thank our guest, Albert Lee, for joining us tonight. For more information on him, you can go to our website as well. And thank you for tuning in to our first YouTube video. And we'll be back. Again, we're still on our podcast. So Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Just go to our show, our website, stevenightshow.com. But have a great week. Stay safe and be blessed. Good night. Everything's gonna be alright And when we get there I'ma see a pretty, pretty, pretty young thing I'ma ask her to take my hand And to the floor We gon' dance And when we get there Best believe we're gonna do a two-step Ain't no drama in here so don't stress Step to the right, then side to the left Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com.